everybody. My name is Mel LaFera, and I'm here to welcome you to this special edition of the Energetic Principles podcast on the full moon in Virgo. Uh, now, I will say that I do post a blog for these astrocasts that include the chart uh, of the lunation as well as the tarot correspondences so that you may follow along with the broadcast. So if you'd like to see that, you can find that over at energeticprinciples.com. Now, our full moon in Virgo, it's going to be happening at 19 degrees and 37 minutes of Virgo uh, on Monday, March 9th, of course, 2020. <laughs> um, and that will be happening at 1047 a.m. Pacific time. So er, so in the morning, if we're here in North America, for the most part, morning, early afternoon. If you're elsewhere in the world, it might be more a Monday evening uh, and maybe even while you sleep going into Tuesday if you're over in Australia. So here we have a lunation that I am uh, deeming from futility to gain. Now, there's a couple things behind that, and we'll get into it more uh, with the broadcast. But let's just think about uh, the idea of, you know, we're in Pisces season, um, and we are waxing to this Virgo full moon. So, of course, things are getting heated along the Pisces and Virgo axis. And, of course, full moons are lighting up something to a maximum uh, of a completion or a celebration or, you know, an apex of some sort uh, where we are fully lit up within an issue. Now, when we think of Virgo, we think of, uh, you know, this is mutable earth. This is a sign that has great discernment, uh, is practical, is down to earth, uh, can purify something or a situation uh, where there may be material changes going on and where we're molding and shaping our realities and editing it in some way, or maybe even being of service to something. And it's so interesting because the Virgo full moon that we experience every year from uh, Pisces season, you know, Pisces is a dreamy, Neptunian, uh, Jupiterian landscape. Um, and especially since Mercury has been retrograding through this zone, we've been really feeling it. But I always think of this full moon as, you know, the coming down to earth <laughs> full moon where we're like, oh, okay, well, this is important in the here and now. And we become a more hyper aware maybe of our realities and uh, maybe where we'd like to even change that based on spiritual ideals. And that's where the Pisces can come in here. So now it's interesting to think of that this lunation, uh, the moon in Virgo, is going to be in the bounds of Jupiter and in the face of Venus. So we're adding extra Venus and Jupiter juice to this lunation, which is um, so perfect because our new moon in Pisces was actually seated with Venus and Aries squaring Jupiter and Capricorn. So this whole lunar cycle already has the two benefics trying to push us forward, um, but we're being pushed forward, uh, or at least we were, through more of a uh, kind of feisty, independent, um, you know, uh, what are my needs uh, in, you know, as far as like my passions in life and how that's, you know, manifesting on the real world uh, within, you know, our relationships, uh, our jobs, uh, you know, just practical reality. Um, and so there is that Venus and Jupiter hit there too, and we'll go on to more of that later. 
But of course, uh, Mercury is going to be so important for this lunation because A, uh, it's the full moon ruler. You know, this is a full moon in Virgo, which is ruled by uh, Mercury. And of course, if the universe wasn't on time enough, we have the full moon ruler, Mercury, who is going to be stationing direct in Aquarius the same day as the full moon. Now, granted, this is going to happen later in the day, I think about 10 hours after the fact. But, you know, it takes a while for Mercury to station. So um, there's so much to unpack from Mercury stationing on this full moon. Now, it's interesting that Mercury is actually not making um, a contact to another planet uh, during this lunation. It's kind of on its own, and it's on its own stationing. So it's its own uh, uh, kind of conscious awareness that is coming in. Uh, And we just spent, you know, the last three weeks in retrograde through this Pisces zone. So we've already tapped into the Pisces needs and swimming with the fishes and, and, uh, you know, what the spirit was telling us, but also, uh, you know, dipping into the world of illusions and uh, how we're imagineering our lives, what's true, what's not true, um, what might be ideal, you know. And so we're coming back down to earth with that. And luckily, Mercury is now drying out now that it's moved back into uh, Aquarius at the tail end where it is stationing. So I think a lot of this full moon uh, not only is having us come down to Earth, but is having us do so within the uh, the realm of the Mercury retrograde we just went through, too. And so this could definitely be a day where you of, of strong knowing um, and knowing where the flow is going, where the current is now leading, um, and, yeah, just a clearer sense of, you know, back to what I was saying earlier, the idea from futility to gain. Because, you know, we're at a point of strategizing and we are planning the best way forward. And through that, we have to get clever. We got to see what we're taking with us, what we're not going to take with us, uh, what is futile in our lives and what still holds promise. And of course, we all want the gain aspect and to move on um, uh, with the story. So there is part of that, and that's what Mercury is flushing out at this time. Now, also, right before the full moon, we have on Sunday, we have the sun meeting Neptune in a conjunction and also Venus meeting Uranus in a conjunction. So leading up to the apex, we have two new cycles that are brewing here, um, and you know, with the Sun-Neptune conjunction, because that's going to play into the full moon, you know. this is There's a spiritualized component to this full moon, uh, and especially within uh, relationships and decision-making, because that lights up the full moon to begin with. You know, this is an opposition, and usually relationship issues come to the forefront uh, during full moons or any oppositions of planets. Um, but we're adding Sun-Neptune and Venus-Uranus to this mix. So, so relationships, um, and not only to the people outside of you, and there's all types of relationships, whether it's your significant other, uh, a coworker, uh, you know, family, what have you, but also your own relationship to yourself and the shadow material that lies there too. So we're diving into all of this right now and weeding out, you know, what is appropriate for us uh, and moving forward and what might not be, you know, it's just not how we st- see it, or there might be some illusions around it, or we have to let it go because it's run its course. You know, it can be all these things. Um, And so I like an astrologer friend of mine, Lisa Allen, just said, um, she was talking about the quickening um, and how there seems to be at this point where uh, certain relationships are kind of uh, maybe moving on while other relationships 
are, are quickening. And it just really depends on the spiritual alignment in this place and time. Um, and that's going to add to that Venus-Uranus component. Because Venus, she's been going through a makeover. You know, she went through those Aries transits, squared Jupiter, squared Pluto, squared Saturn, all in this, you know, couple weeks leading up to this full moon. So now she's settling down into her new territory and her domicile of Taurus, and she's about to level up with a new cycle of abundance and material rootedness. Uh, And she wants to bring greater uh, stability uh, to what we're attracting our way. Yet, you know, we have to, uh, you know, we might have to liberate uh, some of that stuck and dense energy that Venus was uh, wading through in order to attract in the new, right? Or uh, maybe in order to carry on and get to the next level of of something in our lives or our relationship or um, just a sense of overall balance, we're going to have to uh, maybe do things differently, um, take some sort of uh, calculated risk in a way that can free up the energy to attract on this new level, I guess is what I'm saying. Now, with the Sun and Neptune too, because that's adding compassion to this this story. It's adding spirit to the story. It's adding the intuition and the higher self and really turning a page on uh, what the, your spiritual journey looks like. And that plays into our relationships and our sense of balance and also our value structures. Because re, uh, you know, going through your values once more at this point in time could be very, and especially your spiritual values. You know, it's not wrong to have ideals in life. Of course, we can't, I, ideally have everything. But we do have to come from a point of ideals in order to get out the most out of life because our ideals are, you know, it's a pathway to the heart and the spirit and what it desires most. Um, so just keep that in mind too as you're situating through this and it's all becoming really real because this is a Virgo full moon. Now, a lovely little side effect to this moon is the fact that after the full moon apexes, the moon then goes to trine Jupiter and Capricorn, uh, which is the bounds of this, uh, this full moon. So Jupiter's already got an influence here. And so I think there's a really uh, strong growth element um, in securing further foundations that might be shifting and, and moving into new territory. And so Jupiter wants us to grow and in a very practical and tangible way. Um, and like I said earlier, the new moon in Pisces was seated with Venus square Jupiter. So, you know, there's, there's that story and it's continuing. Um, and with Jupiter in its current state of being in fall and actually peregrine at this particular time, you know, the expansion taking place does require maybe a falling away of something or a rearrangement of our priorities or our goals um, or even our, you know, uh, daily efforts and our our money that we make. Or and sometimes it might be around like pushing through uh, fears of being able to expand uh, in the way that you like, you know, taking the foot off the brake a little bit so that you can, you know, uh, move this story along. And um, the nice thing too about Venus, pulling back to Venus here too, because both our benefics are definitely tied up in this lunation, um, is that after she conjuncts Uranus, she's going to move into a flow with the North Node and the South Node. Um, Plus, right now she's in her own bounds, so she's really potent right now, and she's moving the spiritual story along. So there's a lot packed in this uh, full moon around Venus's story uh, and really what she wants on a a spiritual and kind of destiny uh, level. 
Now, it's not only Venus that is contacting the nodes. We also have Chiron, who's squaring the nodal axis right now. And I think Lilith is right there, too, at around four degrees of Cancer. Um, not four degrees, sorry, four degrees of Aries. The north node is around—actually, uh, it's about five degrees Cancer right now. But Chiron, you know, this is the wounded healer. This is the the— the triggers that induce wisdom and where we might have to go through something that is seemingly painful or um, puts us out of some sort of comfort zone. But, you know, we have to do it. It's a choice we have to make. It's an action we have to take. Uh, it's, you know, it's Aries. So it, it requires our own uh, assertion and initiative uh, and right use of ego, you know. Um, and so that can be challenged right now. The ego may be challenged, but also the right use of it um, and being able to assert oneself uh, in a positive way that is kind of at a fork in the road of destiny because that's, you know, a planet at the bendings of the nodes that's very much a fork in the road of destiny. So no, there is that component at play too. But if you're at the fork in the road with your own healing around an area of your life, well, then, yeah, let's get this challenge. Let's step up to the plate and let's move this story along um, for the sake of growth. So now let's move on to the tarot correspondences because I find these pretty fascinating as well. Uh, so for our moon, we have uh, our moon position in Virgo. We have the hermit, the empress, the nine of discs, and uh, the knight or king of discs. Now for the sun, we have the moon, fortune, the Nine of Cups, and then the Knight or King of Cups. Um, and then for Mercury, because I wanted to look at Mercury being the full moon ruler and all and stationing on this day, uh, the Mercury is also coming into the, the moon and the Knight or King of Cups, uh, but it's also tapping into the star and the Seven of Swords. So here we have the moon, you know, the moon, it's tapping into the hermit and the empress, you know, we're going within, we're lighting the, you know, we're following the path and the light of the soul towards new growth and new projects and beginning of form and creation that is currently being lit up. Um, and both of those uh, kind of introspective and sort of budding cards and kind of, it kind of has a feminine vibe there, like a receptive quality, is opening up to the nine of discs. And that is gain. Uh, and that is the ultimate, like the penultimate expression of the uh, discs or pentacles suit, where we can get the most out of our earthly, uh, you know, structures and, and our world and our jobs and our finances and our uh, you know, what we are, you know, our crops, essentially. Um, but there is an independent component to it, and that plays into the hermit as well. And so, uh, you know, what might be gain uh, might only come from you, and that's part of that independent process um, uh, going forward. Uh, but it's also rooted in that uh, knight or king of discs, too, which is you know, can move the earth force along in a way that stimulates it, moves it into new territory, uh, and also can maybe take some some risks around that. So I think this is a, a lovely budding full moon for, especially if you've been looking for, uh, you know, work or you've been trying to come to terms with what your right work is or ways of bringing in more income or uh, being able to be more self-sufficient uh, in your finances or your, you know, your day-to-day -day reality. So I think the moon's helping there. 
Now, with the sun, with looking at the moon, fortune, uh, nine of cups, and uh, the knight or king of cups, you know, we, <laughs> the Pisces is definitely that moon territory where we're kind of traveling in the dark. We got to find that intuition and just know that we're being taken, uh, hopefully, to the right place and to that point of illumination. So we're following uh, the seeds in the dark, and the seeds are leading us to fortune and the nine of cups, which is the wish fulfillment card. You know, what? You know, how do we turn the wheel towards what we wish for? Or maybe the wheel is turning to what we wish for. But ultimately, we are tapping into with the choices uh, that we're making for ourselves uh, in the gain that we want to see with the moon. We are tapping into that nine of cups and that idea of happiness. What makes you happy? What makes you satisfied? Uh, you know, and and asking yourself those questions and seeing if you are in the way of that yourself, you know, because sometimes we get in our own ways of happiness and satisfaction based on uh, maybe responsibilities that we put on ourselves or the need to make money and have it all together in the material world. And that uh, somehow disrupts our ability to find satisfaction and happiness in more of a spiritual and emotional realm um, and navigating that so that we can manipulate reality into the form we'd like to see it, but also not ignore the fact that we have certain emotions and spiritual impulses that are trying to be born through to get us this place of fortune and happiness. So, you know, those are kind of the sun and the moon playing off each other with the tarot correspondences. And then we see Mercury sitting on its own in its stationing zone uh, with the star and the seven of swords. And the star is that point in the distance where we're like, that's it. I see it. That's my compass. That's my guide. That's where I want to go. That's the hope. That's the faith that I'm holding. And so we hold the hope and faith. But on the other end, we also have the seven of swords. It's like, mm, well, is this effort futile? Do it. Can I have hope here? Uh, and if I do have hope here, how am I going to strategize to get to that star and that end, end result? What do I need to take with me? What do I need to leave behind? Um, how can I get clever and use my wits around strategizing my life to get to maybe that point of happiness that I was talking about earlier with the Nine of Cups and that Nine of Discs point of gain? So all those planets are looking at, you know, where efforts might be futile and how you can rearrange them and get clever to move yourself further towards that satisfaction and material, uh, you know, stability, um, but also that independent factor where we can't find these things maybe through other people. We have to uh, have them, find them within ourselves. Um, and so I thought that was, I loved these cards personally. Now, last but not least, we have our Sabian symbol for the full moon, and that's at 20 degrees Virgo. And we have the symbol of an automobile caravan. And I really like this symbol, A, because I love road trips, <laughs> being, uh, playing, you know, a traveling musician at certain points in my life. I'd love just being on the road, gazing out the window, um, and going to the next place. <laughs> so here we have this, uh, an automobile caravan with the keyword of variety and the theme of group adventure. Now, of course, to me, this is all about getting out there and getting out and about, broadening horizons, uh, seeing what's on the path along the road, you know, uh, going to the next destination. And we know there's a lot of Jupiter to this full moon here. Um, and Jupiter does want us to get out and about and broaden our horizons and, and to move on. Uh, now, I love the idea of the caravan, though, because that signifies as if we're joining forces to travel in the same direction. Like, you know, you can go, uh, faster by yourself, but you can go farther with others. And so there might be that, that 
um, right now, that opportunity for forward movement, for team effort, for common goals where you can come together and be like, yeah, I'm into that too. I'm ready. Let's let's get on the road. <laughs> let's hit the road, as they say. Um, and, you know, and then when we join with other people, we get to make memories with them. We get to uh, dive into their creative process while they experience uh, yours. Um, and, you know, you can just really work together to create something wonderful uh, through joint forces. Uh, and not only create something wonderful, but obviously get the ball rolling. So maybe if you've been uh, stuck in some areas of your life, part of getting that ball uh, rolling and getting that momentum might be in being with other people and finding other that, um, you know, can supplement all those, you know, kind of Virgo parts that we're looking for for the Pisces whole. You know, maybe you're good at this, but you're not good at that. But someone else is good at that. And then they complement what you're good at, you know, and just, and then you can ride together um, and, and, you know, make something that much more special because of the variety involved and the fact that, you know, uh, two heads are better than one or five heads are better than one, you know, depending on how many people you have in your group. Uh, now, the caution with this symbol, obviously, when we think about a, an automobile caravan, is maybe someone who's just drifting along aimlessly, you know, going with the flow, you know. Sometimes when we go with the flow, that can lead to failure uh, because maybe— we're going so much to the flow that we're not taking action or we're not committing to something or uh, we're not even speaking our piece or staying, stating what we need to state because we're just in the flow of the caravan in the backseat going along with everyone else. Uh, so there is that too. And that's the kind of the other, the, the downside. Um, but I think that I just love the idea that the automobile caravan is taking us somewhere. It sounds fun. It sounds exciting. And it just sounds like we're moving on. So I loved that symbol. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoy this AstroCast and the full moon in Virgo. Of course, if you want to stay up to date with the micro and the macro of the day-to-day, I do my seven-day forecast on Patreon, where I have a podcast that comes out every Sunday morning that runs you through the seven days uh, from Monday to Sunday uh, and gets in there, you know, You can find out what's going on in the stars, in the cards, and then also with my Animal Ambassador of the Week. Um, And I'll keep you in the know. I promise. That's what I love to do. Uh, Now, I will also say that I have a course coming up here uh, in San Diego. So if you are in San Diego and local, uh, I am running a beginner's astrology course that starts on March 26th that will be running for four consecutive Thursdays through the Aries lunar season. So if you've been looking to learn and get that solid foundation to grow your own practice, then uh, I hope that you join us. Now, you can find all of that over at energeticprinciples.com. Now, of course, uh, on the last podcast I did was with Nisa Liu, and we talked on the planetary glyphs. So if you haven't heard that yet, definitely check that broadcast out, which is over on SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, because we had a wonderful talk, and it brings up a lot of food for thought when you're looking at symbology. Um, And of course, I will be back for Aries season uh, in the Aries Ingress episode with one of my favorite all-time guests, uh, which if you've been a podcast, 
podcast listener for a while, you know that uh, Dear Jack Marsh is one of my favorites, and he's going to join me for Aries season. Woo! Oh, and lastly, I will say I will be speaking here at San Diego Astrological Society this Friday, Friday the 13th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, So if you want to find out more about that, I'll be speaking on rulerships and dignities, and uh, you can get all the info over at sandiegoastrology.com. All right. That was a lot of announcements. Sorry, this one's a little long. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, I wish you full moon blessings on this Virgo full moon. Uh, You know, make the most of it. Get what you can. I think it's going to be lighting us up to exactly what we need to be, and we'll know what's futile and where we can gain. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening to this broadcast. And as always, may the stars be with you.